welcome to Inkcast, Inkhouse's new podcast that delves into the trending issues shaping the world of public relations. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Inkcast. I'm Samantha McGarry, your host, and today we're talking all about the Boston real estate scene. And I'm joined by VP Susan Elbury. Hi, Susan. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Susan uh, runs our real estate practice here at Inkhouse and is very well versed in the industry, something that I know very little about. So I'm kind of thrilled to dive into it uh, with you today. First of all, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about you and your experience? Sure, absolutely. Well, I'm thrilled to be on. Um, Prior to joining Inkhouse, I worked at the Boston Redevelopment Authority for 16 years as the Director of Communications, and that was the city's planning and economic development agency. Okay, great. And tell me a little bit uh, what your role is here at Inkhouse. Sure. So it's very similar to what I did when I worked for the city for Mm -hmm. 16 years, which is really to help um, developers and commercial real estate professionals message and really um, go through the city planning um, process to get large scale project projects approved. Oh, okay. Interesting. So um, just recently, I was uh, doing some research in advance of this, uh, this session, and I came across this uh, Wall Street Journal piece in May, which was talking, which basically said that Boston's real estate market is poised for uh, a boom. And that's really being spearheaded by GE's move here. And I guess I wanted to ask you kind of what's really driving the growth and, and, and what's at the source of it? Sure. Um, so it's an exciting time to be working in real estate and development in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, this is absolutely one of the most prolific times in, in Boston's history in terms of development. And absolutely, GE was really um, the emotional turning point. Huh. But it definitely started probably 10 years ago hmm. when we were working on the redevelopment of the South Boston waterfront and we lured Vertex Pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. from Cambridge, and that was a big win for the city of Boston, to really start the ecosystem of eds and meds and innovation companies, and then Converse moved from the suburbs into the city, Mm -hmm. and then we opened something called District Hall, which is um, a place where um, startups and entrepreneurs go, and they they talk about how they can collaborate on different projects. So Mm -hmm. This was definitely sort of the capstone and saying Boston has come, but we've yet to see the effects of GE and how that's going to spin off on our on our economy. Well, that will it. Um, do you think it'll it'll uh, generate a whole sort of new host of development and, and attract more businesses to the city? Absolutely, we're seeing that real estate in the sub market in the Four Point Channel is already taking off and almost out of reach because everybody wants to be close to GE. Mm. And it's ironic because GE actually wanted to be close to the startups and some of the smaller entrepreneurs because they feel like that's where the new ideas are coming from too and it would make them a better company. So when it comes to uh, communications and PR and marketing, it sounds like it's a really noisy and competitive marketplace. So uh, what does it, what does it all mean laid out for us? Absolutely. Um, I think that it is definitely a competitive marketplace, but the more, the better, actually, in Mm. real estate. It's sort of, you know, it's a a herd mentality. People want to be where the action is. And actually, the city, uh, Mayor Walsh's administration, has identified some growth zones to make sure that it all doesn't happen in just one area. So the entire city, exactly, Mm -hmm. is going to benefit from not only GE, but also all of the things that have always been true about Boston, which is, you know, we have 50 universities, we have the best um, hospitals in the country, and we retain 
um, our highly educated workforce that comes to be educated here stays and works here. Excellent. So, so when it comes to uh, so what's next, I mean, I know, uh, you know, the climate and green buildings and all that kind of innovation, what's going to be the next kind of thing going on in Boston that drives that? Absolutely. So innovation in real estate is absolutely going to happen around the climate change issue. And mm net zero buildings we're seeing more and more of and the city has very high standards as does the state in terms of what kinds of um, effect they have on our energy also you know most of our um, most of boston is on the water and is on fill so the effects of climate change are really something we all need to be thinking about so the more uh, creative and innovative buildings are going to be the higher rating and the faster they're going to get approved so um given this you know, crazy, busy, and sounds really optimistic climate. Um, what's your advice to uh, to the players in the market and sort of where the PR strategies and the sort of the different tactics that we have, uh, Great. you know, at, at, at available to us, where do they all play? How, how can they be levers for growth? Sure. So the flip side of all the excitement and the economic boom is that there's worry in neighborhoods about displacement Mm -hmm. and sort of people being priced out, whether they're smaller businesses or people not being able to afford living here. Um, So when you when we work with developers um, to go through the community process to approve another building, the bar is very high from a community acceptance perspective. So we have to use every communications tool in our Mm -hmm. toolbox to talk to different audiences and make sure they understand really what this building or these series of buildings Mm -hmm. or this new development is going to be for them and what's the impact. And so what are those tools? Great. (laughs) So um, uh, social media is one of our biggest tools in community outreach Mm -hmm. um, and making sure that we reach newer Bostonians and really engage in people who are not necessarily part of the process already. So in Boston, we have very well-established and very active neighborhood groups, Mm -hmm. but more and more we're trying to reach people who've just moved here, who are really excited about being in Boston and want to be engaged and help shape the city. Mm -hmm. So social media and paid social media campaigns are one of our biggest tools that we use in our toolbox to reach um, different audiences. Um, What about the good old-fashioned town hall meeting like I've seen in episodes of Parks and Recs. Does that Uh, still apply? (laughs) That is the bread and butter of what we do. So it it seems funny, but absolutely old school still is, um, is mostly what the city does although they're employing their own new tools. Mm-hmm. But um, our our challenge is to make sure that developers are ready with the right messaging, and they also maybe use some new modeling and some um, virtual reality to help people really mm. touch and feel projects and see how they're going to impact them. Can you talk a little bit more about the v- virtual reality and those sort of technologies that help people experience you know, what isn't yet built? Absolutely. Um, so there are great tools out there that help... Um, show shadow impacts or they give a much better sense of um, urban design and architecture and what things look like and feel you know renderings which are you know hand-drawn and mm-hmm. computer generated mm-hmm. do a good job but when you see something in 3d mm-hmm. it helps you understand how does that impact the park what's the impact on the school next door right or what are the roadway the new configuration of the roadway is going to look like so it's an amazing and very powerful tool that helps people visualize in a real way and 
is that just like are people just starting to adopt those technologies to help communicate that or is it something that's kind of entrenched already no i think it's on the newer side uh-huh. for sure and we tend to see some of the bigger projects um using it because it tends to be a little bit more expensive from mm-hmm. a technology perspective mm-hmm. but there i think there's room for innovation where you know there's lots of young startups who might be looking to to break into that right. marketplace there's right. r- very room for growth there so um what else haven't we covered? What what do I need to know? If you assume that I know very little about the Boston real estate market and how you know what we do at Inkhouse kind of affects it, what 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 would people need to know? I think um, our approach is different than other people's because of the way Inkhouse started. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're very focused on um, technology and how we can reach. Um, different audiences and we're also great storytellers Mm -hmm. so as you know we have lots of former journalists who I used to work with when I was (laughs) on the other side in City Hall and now we're collaborating together on behalf of uh, developers and so to to really you know to know that a good story really still matters and um, communicating well is key to getting projects done in the city of Boston. That's fantastic well it sounds like there's a bright future ahead. Thanks Susan. Thank you. And that was Incast with Samantha McGarry. Thanks for listening.